Thank you for joining us on Community Focus this morning, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. As you've probably heard, next week, next Saturday, is the VCA Walk for Animals benefiting the Humane Society of Broward County. And of course, we know money goes toward helping the shelter pets, but the Humane Society is so much more than just a shelter for pets waiting to be adopted. The Humane Society has programs that support education, health, thriving communities, and more. And we're going to learn about their work with today's guest. So happy to welcome Vice President of Marketing, Sherry Wachter. It's good to talk to you. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Well, I know the VCA Walk for Animals is a critical fundraiser for the Humane Society of Broward County, although you do get some grant money from the Community Foundation of Broward. And they're very selective about who they choose to support. And that speaks to the work you do. The fact that Marty Heizanga has her name on your shelter speaks to the work you do. And your 25-year history with the Humane (laughs) Society speaks to the work that you do. So as you are someone who has been there for 25 years, can you tell us about these programs that go beyond, I don't want to say just taking great care of the pets, because that's a huge thing, but that go beyond pets into education and service hours for youth and helping people who need therapy? Sure. So... The Humane Society of Broward County, we have been part of the community since 1944. Obviously, we have grown and changed as our community has as well. And as you mentioned, we have a very extensive education department, which we're very fortunate to have. There's a great team of staff and volunteers that help to educate the youth of the community about kindness and respect to animals. We have partnerships with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County, the Girl Scouts, the Boy Scouts, Broward County Libraries, all types of organizations that we partner with throughout the community to help educate our youth. When you talk about kindness with respect to animals, when young people are coming in and they're learning about that, I've got to believe that that also goes into other aspects of their life and the kindness translates into how they deal with people as well. Absolutely. I mean, for some children, you know, maybe they don't have a pet at home and they don't get to interact with a pet on a regular basis. So coming to the shelter, it can be maybe their first time they've ever pet a puppy or a kitten. So it's really rewarding. I think one of the amazing things we do here is our reading program. We have kids that come in and read to the dogs and the cats. We also have a reading program with Broward County Libraries. And it's so that the kids can read to the animals without being judged. It's to help them polish or expand their reading abilities. And I know they really enjoy it. I know the kids enjoy it. And I know the animals enjoy it too, because I've seen sometimes the kids are sitting in the cat rooms with the cats and yeah, the book is open, but that cat is getting lots of love and pets and curled up in a lap. And it's just very rewarding to see. Animals respond to kindness, just like people do. What they get, they give back. And that's why we always talk about the unconditional love of animals. So we're looking at education. We're looking at literacy. There's no question that children who are exposed to books and reading early learn better and they're able to move through their grades easier because they have that literacy and they can understand what they're being taught. And of course, the bond that they have with the animals, learning about unconditional love, which not every child gets at home, unfortunately. So 
you're probably also breaking cycles of abuse that may occur in homes where the children now learn about love. And that's what's going to reflect in the rest of their life and what they may bring home and be able to change the home environment too. It's really a big thing. And then there are the service hours for school that they get for volunteering. And you have so much at the shelter. It's not just the animals. You've got the veterinarians from VCA Animal Hospital. Tell us about what they do and how the kids can learn from them. So we do have a very structured volunteer program for teenagers because you do have to be 14 to participate. Believe it or not, for 2024, most of the spots have already been filled. But that doesn't mean kids can't do projects on their own. Our foster program allows kids 13 and up to earn their community service hours for school. Ultimately, the parent is responsible. So there are certain qualifications. You can go to the website. It's humanebrower.com. And if you go to the Get Involved tab, you can read about the different opportunities. Fostering is probably one area that is extremely rewarding, but it is also a lot of work. And you can't rely on mom and dad to do the work for you so you get your hours. It's a team effort. So now they're also learning about caring for a pet and taking on the responsibility of feeding, of cleaning litter boxes or taking a dog for a walk, which gets them outside and gets them walking and healthy. There's so much that gets into all these different areas. And then you've got your therapy dog visits. And that's one of the most wonderful things you can do with an animal. Tell us about that. Sure. So we have volunteers, but they're well-behaved dogs. And I believe there is one cat currently in the program that will spread cheer. They go to nursing homes and hospitals to spread some cheer to help uplift people that might be feeling down or maybe in the hospital for a surgical procedure. And again, they just spread some cheer. And the pet does have to be well-behaved. You know, my past dog probably wouldn't have passed, but <laughs> she likes pets. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right. right. She wants to receive as opposed to the giving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's one of the things about they're all unique. And it's an amazing thing when you meet all the different animals. How They're like people. They each have their own unique personality. And often it's so true that they are a reflection of their human parents. The way they're raised is the way they become just like children. How you raise them is how they will become as people in the community. So if someone has a dog and wants to be part of the therapy dog program, how would they contact you and do they have to pass classes to do that? Well, very good question. Um, yes, there are classes involved. And just again, go to the website, humanebrower.com and go to the Get Involved tab. Okay. One of the things that you're going to see when you go to the Get Involved tab, and once you're on the Get Involved page, you'll see a tab for events. And one of our favorite events that Cox Media Group is so proud to partner on this year is the VCA Walk for the Animals to benefit the Humane Society of Broward County. Coming up next Saturday, February 3rd. Yes, it's a month earlier than it used to be, and we're going to talk more about that in just a bit. But as a complete nonprofit, and I know you've told me this before, that you are not associated, you're not a part of the National Humane Society, so you don't get funding from them. And I want to clarify that because people need to understand that your funding is coming from the grants and from the community. Exactly. So this is one of your major fundraisers. I can't wait to be there. Tell us what it's going to be like on February 3rd. I just want to elaborate, like you said, 
The Humane Society of Broward County has one location. We are located on Griffin Road in Fort Lauderdale. We are not part of any national group that has a similar name, and we do not get any tax dollars. There is the county facility that is funded by our tax dollars, but as a nonprofit, the Humane Society of Broward County relies on donations and grants and special events such as the VCA Walk for the Animals to raise the funds to operate. And our budget is over $8 million. We do a lot of services in addition to pet adoptions. So, you know, we have these events to help us raise the funds. And as you mentioned, the VCA Walk for the Animals will be held on Saturday, February 3rd, hard to believe. And it's our biggest fundraiser of the year. The walk is a month earlier this year. And we did that because of the weather. It's been getting warmer in March. So we pushed it back. And registration is at 7.30 a.m. The walk begins at 9. It's a one-mile walk along A1A. So you're going to get that beach breeze. And it's an amazing event. There are thousands of people that come out with their dogs and raise funds to help the shelter. If you raise $150, you will get the official walk t-shirt. And the more money you raise, the more goodies you earn. And there are so many amazing sponsors that are there for the event. VCA Animal Hospitals, Purina, Tidy Cats. We'll have Subaru of Pembroke Pines, Bowringer Engelheim, Blakely Law Firm, JM Family Enterprises, Real Res, Fetch Pet Insurance. The list goes on and on. So we are thrilled to have so many there participating. As far as the pets, I always tell people, if your pet doesn't do well in crowds or gets really nervous, the best place for them is probably at home on the couch. And then when you come home, you can tell them all about it. (laughs) (laughs) Because we don't want your dog to be super nervous and stressed out because there's so many dogs and it can be overwhelming. So. There's all the vendors that I just, the sponsors that I mentioned will have booths set up. They have all kinds of swag you can pick up, you know, get your goodie bag, pick up some goodies for your dog and go home and spoil them. But it is a wonderful event. And if you should raise a thousand dollars or more, there's special perks. It's just a really cool event. It takes place at Las Olas Intercoastal Promenade Park. It's a mouthful, um, but it is in downtown Fort Lauderdale, close to the beach and it's just it's a great day to come out and support the animal shelter and all the programs and services that we offer. And of course, our friends at Cox Media Group will be there as well as Local 10. And we're thrilled to have them. Well, I can't wait to be there. I love watching the animals interact. To me, it's a lesson in humanity because they do a little bit of sniffing and then they're best friends, which is something humans could learn about welcoming others and being diverse, you know, not ignoring people because they look different. Dogs love each other regardless of what breed they are. You see giant dogs. You'll see a Great Dane with a tiny little teacup poodle (laughs) and they're playing together. And it's definitely something we can learn from. And of course, the fundraising. I mean, I have learned you share it on your Facebook page and people are very happy to donate. And, you know, a $10 donation from 10 of your friends and you're almost at that swag level. So it's not a big deal. And I know you've got packs, which Cox Media Group has a pack. I have my own page. I'll put a plug for myself. Um, (laughs) If you search Ellen Jaffe, you'll find my page and I would welcome donations. But for anyone who wants to sign up on their own, what's the website? Sure. If you want to sign up on your own, go to walk the number four, theanimals.com. 
if I can set up a web page and Ellen can set up a web page, I have full confidence that you can set up a web page. <laughs> so so set up your web page <laughs> and then you can email it to your friends. As Ellen mentioned, you can also share it on social media. It's very interesting. I have learned in the past, but when I posted on my Facebook page that friends from the past that I might not have talked to in a long time are very generous and they all love animals and they will make a donation. So again, if you raise $150, you get the official walk t-shirt. The more you raise, the more goodies you earn. And if you are inclined to set up a pack or a team, that would be a group of people that raise, it'd be two people, it'd be 10 people that raise $1,500. And for packs, there are special perks. We have some companies that will do a pack and they create their own t-shirts to wear on walk day. So it's advertising for their business, but they come out and support the animals. And we're so appreciative. Okay. So February 3rd, all the information again, you can go to humanebrower.com or walk the number four, the animals.com. Something I want to mention, you talked about pulling it back a month earlier because it's gotten hotter. And this is kind of moving into the whole category of environment, which is another key issue. One of the things we've noticed in recent years is the strength of hurricanes. There are more category four and category five hurricanes. Not that they always hit, but when they do, it's devastating. And the Humane Society of Broward County has been a leader in going to those areas that are hard hit and helping to take the animals that have been displaced from shelters and bring them here. Can you talk a little bit about that procedure? Sure. So we are fortunate that we do a lot of adoptions here at the Humane Society of Broward County. And in the event that our shelter was ever in the cone of uncertainty, I guess you could say, we have good relationships with shelters outside of Florida that we know would step up and help us with our animals. So when a shelter has been hit by a hurricane or maybe affected by a hurricane, look, it, we've helped shelters, their power went out for days. You can't operate without power. You can't operate without water. So we have gone to shelters and assisted them by taking their animals, bringing them back to the shelter, giving them their, their medical examinations and finding them their forever homes. And, right. you know, frequently, obviously the Keys are very close to us. We've helped the shelters in the Keys before. It's one of those, I think, unwritten things that if there's time of disaster, we're going to help. And should we need help, we know that there's others that will help us as well. You know, talk about diversity. People may think I'm crazy for saying this, but I've noticed it, that the animals that come from different areas have different vibes. <laughs> when you brought the animals from the Keys, they were all really laid back. When yeah. you brought the animals from Puerto Rico, they were high energy. <laughs> and I'm not making this up. You kind of have to see it to believe it, but it's true. And again, it speaks to how animals are definitely a reflection of their environment and their parents, their human parents, just like children. So there's a lot of correlations there. Um, if you wanted to urge someone to come in and see the shelter and think about adopting, especially if someone's never had a pet before, what would you say and how can you help them become acclimated to being a pet owner and a pet lover? The first thing to do is go to the website, humanebroward.com and look through the pets that are available for adoption. Obviously, having a cat is a bit easier than having a dog. You don't have to race home from work to go take the cat for a walk. Dogs need a really, I would say, strict schedule just mm -hmm. because they're used to it. 
and look at your lifestyle. You know, do you work really late? Are you staying in the office till nine o'clock? You left at eight o'clock in the morning. Your dog's going to have to go out to go to the bathroom. So that's probably not an ideal situation for you or an ideal pet unless you're going to hire a dog walker. Okay. So maybe consider a cat instead. Cats are a little bit more adaptable. But you really need to look at your lifestyle where you rent. Do they allow pets? Are you going to be moving in six months? Maybe it's not the proper time to introduce a pet. So you really need to look at your lifestyle, look at your family, and then visit the shelter. We ask that you do the pre-adoption application that's on the website before you come in. It helps speed the process. And then look at the animals. I would strongly encourage the entire family to come in because what mom picks out might not be what dad likes. The pet might be too active. It might not be active enough because you have active children in the home. So you really need to look at your family. And, you know, puppies and kittens are cute. They grow up quickly. And I hope you'll consider adopting a pet that's a little bit older because with those pets, we do tend to know what their personalities are like. And there's just so many that need a second chance. Yeah. We also sometimes have bunny rabbits available for adoption, an occasional guinea pig. And every once in a while, we have a hamster. Well, I want to invite people to go to the Humane Society of Broward County, just west of 95 on Griffin Road. You can't miss the sign, Marty Heisenga <laughs> Shelter. And look inside and you will see how well cared for the animals are. And that kind of care, uh, the cleanliness, the veterinarian services on site All of that costs money, which is why you depend on the kindness and generosity of the community for financial support. And the other thing that you can't help but notice, at least I think so, I am admittedly a huge animal lover, but you'll see it yourself, especially if you see families who are at the shelter visiting with pets that they're about to adopt. Is what animals bring to people's lives, what they bring to a community in terms of that unconditional love and really helping people to feel better. There is nothing like coming home after a rough day at work and your animal is waiting for you at the door. You know, it's an easy one for me. And if anyone has never had a pet, I invite them to at least go and visit and see what that love and that nurturing feels like. When you give them love, they give it right back. And we can all use a lot of that in our lives. So I'm so grateful that you, Sherry, are there at the Humane Society of Broward County and that the Humane Society is such an integral part of our community, helping our children, helping our seniors, helping our veterans, helping those in the hospital and even in offices. With your office visits, you had a video of puppies and kittens visiting an office and the employees were so happy. Um, Yes. One of the programs that we have are snuggle deliveries. So if your office employees need to have a little de-stressing, we do offer snuggle deliveries. Our staff will go to an office and spread a little cheer. It's for about an hour. There is a fee to go and attend, but again, you can read all about it on the website. It's humanebrower.com. And we also do positive service days where companies will come in and learn about the Humane Society. It's a three-hour tour. You do activities. You get to interact with the animals. So that's another great opportunity for local businesses or groups if they want to learn more about the shelter and get involved. Okay. Humanebrower.com. Join us at the Walk for the Animals, February 3rd at Las Olas Intracoastal Promenade Park. It's a Saturday morning. It's going to be beautiful for a stroll along A1A. That website, walk the number four, theanimals.com. 
Sherry Wachter, Vice President of Marketing for the Humane Society of Broward County. Thank you so much for your time and for everything you do for the Humane Society of Broward County and the animals and the community. Thank you. Joining us now on Community Focus as we are just a few days away from February, and that, of course, is National Heart Month. I am so happy to welcome back to the program the former Vice President of Development for the American Heart Association, Greater Miami-Fort Lauderdale Chapter, Marisol Sierra. Thank you so much for the opportunity. We're really appreciative and honored to be here with you. You know, every year, February is American Heart Month. We all do our Go Wear for Red on the first Friday of the month. But what is the entire month really all about, particularly for the American Heart Association? It's not only for the awareness, right? It's a federally designated event. It's an ideal time to remind Americans to focus on their heart and encourage them and their family, friends, and anyone in the community to get involved. Cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of women. It claims more women's lives than all other forms of cancer combined. And as you can imagine, one life is too many. Losing a sister, a grandmother, a friend to heart disease or stroke could be avoided. And so we are really trying to bring that awareness of the risks of heart disease. Remember those that we have lost and highlight steps that we can all take individually to save the lives of countless loved ones and address that unequal burden of heart disease in high-risk communities. So let's talk about how serious heart disease is and what are some of the risk factors? There are several different factors that go into it, but the most at risk are women, especially Black and Hispanic, who are disproportionately impacted by heart disease and stroke. Research shows that heart attacks are on the rise in younger women as well. Our younger generation of women, Gen Z and millennials, are less likely to be aware of these greatest health factors and risks and what these threats are, including, you know, knowing your warning signs of a heart attack and stroke. And that's why it's important for all women to take charge of their heart health and encourage others to do the same. I mean, we joke where the CEOs are of a family, right? And we respect our fathers and dads, but we put ourselves second. So we definitely have to make sure we have to make sure that we're monitoring that. And Black females had a hospitalization rate of 240% more for heart failure. And Hispanic, who had hospitalization rates of 55% for the same compared to white women. So that would be the individuals, unfortunately, that are more at risk in our community. And is that because of lower access to health care or less awareness? Or is there a genetic component or a cultural component to that? There's several factors. Uh, Black women face greater risk of developing high blood pressure, having a stroke and complications during or immediately after pregnancy. The fact that we go through different life cycles than a male, you know, with pregnancy, postpartum. And another factor is low income. Depending on the disparities of the community, American Indian, Alaska Native and Black women are more likely to smoke than Hispanic and white women. So There's a multitude of factors that go into that and just being aware of these, whether it's high blood pressure, you know, managing this, smoking, high blood cholesterol, lack of regular activity. One in five people are saying they've been less active. And this is still a lasting effect from the pandemic. You know, they're reporting lower physical wellness, reporting lower emotional wellness. So there's a variety of things that need to be considered. And then that's why Heart Month is so crucial. What are some of the other factors that contribute to heart disease? We know, okay, smoking, genetics, lack of access to health care, pregnancy, high blood pressure. Are there other things we need to be concerned about? And, and what can we do to 
improve our heart health. Um, aside from smoking, I'm just going to throw in vaping because one in four middle school kids are saying that they're vaping. So I would say lack of regular activity, moving, obesity and overweight and diabetes are the other factors. And some of the factors that we can't control are age, gender, like you said, DNA, hereditary, our races, and if you've had a previous stroke or heart attack. So those are the things that we need to be mindful and cognizant of. And then to your point, when you ask, you know, what is it that we can do? We are inviting men and women alike to take back control of your physical health, your mental well-being, and the American Heart Association is really helping people create or recreate these healthy habits that work best for life. And it's individual, right? Everyone's a little different, and we want to make sure that you each have the best chance at life. And some of those ways, we narrow that down to five, you know, it's mellow out and reduce your stress, right? Yes. You could... You could do this with physical activity. If you are a smoker, try stop smoking. You know, that is the number one activity you can do to reduce heart disease or have any heart or cardiovascular issues. Move to the music. What's your favorite jam? If you find a beat, you get active. It links literally to lower risking heart disease. You get stronger bones, your muscles are moving, you improve your mental health, your cognitive function, you know, rock your recipes. Some of us are foodies. And like you said, we turn to eating. I was guilty of that. But coming together with family, friends, or just individually yourself at home and really decompressing and getting regular meals at home that help you reduce stress, you know, boost your self-esteem heart healthy diets, and then staying on the beat with blood pressure, making sure you regularly check your blood pressure and you figure out what it is, know your numbers, because these are controllable risk factors for heart disease. Are there natural ways to reduce your blood pressure without having to rely on prescribed medication? There are. These are some of the activities I just shared. There's more information absolutely on heart.org that can bring some of those ideas to life. But we wanted to make sure to keep it simple. Five easy things right now that we can do. Stopping smoking is one of them. Heart healthy diets, reducing your stress, getting active, moving, getting out there. And that all collectively can help that. Now, if we go to your website, will we find some recipes for heart healthy diets and some guidance? Because, you know, there's so many different things out there. And Facebook is filled with people trying to get you to pay them money to be part of whatever plan they have. And you never know what you're going to get. The bright side, though, is there are also all of these free classes that you can take now to get healthy. There's, you know, step classes and cardio classes and lift classes, whatever you want. You can pretty much find yoga. You can pretty much find it either on Facebook or YouTube, anywhere online for free. But as far as is what you consider a heart healthy diet, what would be some of the key elements of that? We have something where science-based and research has proven there's certain ingredients that one could look up and at your supermarket, they'll have a little American Heart Association logo and it'll tell you whether it's heart healthy or not. And on our website, like I mentioned, heart.org, it is free. There is no cost to getting these recipes. You can go on our website and there's a multitude of different recipes that you can check out and or see what kind of ingredients you can use to make sure you're eating the right things, right? And consuming the right nutrients and making sure that you are staying heart healthy. Yeah. How can we get people involved in building awareness throughout February and the entire year and taking action during Heart Month? Well, I would say you could wear red all through the month of February and even throughout the year. We have our, our different activities and campaigns. We have heart walks. Right. The Broward Heart Walk is March 10th this year. Join us at NSU. Get 
active, get out there, get walking. We have our Walk in Miami Day that's typically in December. We have several initiatives where we're teaching hands-only CPR training. I would say get active, get out there, reach out to us, heart.org. We definitely, we're looking for volunteers. We have ways that can get you moving. We have the Heart Healthy Recipes partners throughout South Florida that can get you involved and really just focus on, most importantly, knowing your numbers. Okay. The same way you would, you know, you know your weight, you know your pant size, you should know your blood pressure, you should know your heart health numbers. Okay. You know, we keep saying, know your numbers. And then I know that there are always going to be a few people who are like, which numbers do I need to know? <laughs> Definitely and, blood pressure. Right. <laughs> Checking your pee, heart check, go to your doctor, ask them to know that. And if you have questions, be inquisitive, challenge Get as much information about your heart health that you can and stay on top of it. I would say that's the first thing. And if you're a smoker, I'm going to do a PSA. Quit. It's the first thing you could do to reduce heart disease and heart attacks. And, you know, Florida has an amazing quit smoking program, Tobacco-Free Florida. You just look up Tobacco-Free Florida and they can provide you with uh, the gums, things that will help you quit to make it much easier. It's a challenge. We know that. But I have to tell you, you will find so much benefit and feel so much better when you do get rid of the cigarettes and you'll save so much money. (laughs) That alone is essentially enough. (laughs) Well, Marisol, it is such a delight to speak with you. Marisol Sierra, former vice president of development for the American Heart Association, Greater Miami, Fort Lauderdale chapter. Ellen, thank you so much for this opportunity and appreciate you coming alongside us to bring the awareness that's much needed in our community. It is our pleasure. And I thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. Uh, By the way, on a note where we bring everything together as one, getting out and walking, as you know, good for your heart. So please join us next Saturday at the VCA Walk for the Animals to benefit the Humane Society of Broward County. It's just a one-mile stroll along A1A, and of course, you can bring your dogs. And, you know, if you are one of those people who hasn't gotten back into a rhythm of walking or exercising, what a great way to start just a little stroll with several thousand people. in Fort Lauderdale. And you can find all the information and the links to sign up on our website. Go to the events listing. We hope we'll see you there. If you have questions or would like to make a comment or have a suggestion for a topic about the program, you can feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe. That's J-A-2-F-1-E at cmg.com. A final note to say thank you to everyone who came out to the Kid Hero 5K yesterday to benefit kids in distress, and then all of those who showed up at Unity in the community of Pompano Beach. A fantastic day all the way around. Join us next Sunday for an all-new edition of Community Focus. Have a great day.